you know, a big one up here for us is explaining to kids what to do if their parent overdoses. Addiction is a nasty battle and it's never, ever easy and it's never pretty. Um, and the last thing you want to do is to leave a child without a parent or a family member. It's so much easier to say, you know, if mom doesn't look good or if she starts to turn blue or she's not responding to you, call 911 and, you know, put this up her nose and press the plunger. Telling somebody that it fully changes their view because previously they were just an addict and they were just abusing a drug. And all of a sudden they're now a parent who's going to leave a child ch parentless or a brother who could lose a sister. It's not the perfect solution, but it's a great start to a conversation and about changing people's minds. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the SIG, Prescription for Transformative Pharmacy Care. This is Stephanie McGrath, Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Pharmacist Care Network and Senior Program Manager at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by one of our PPCN pharmacists and Pitt Pharmacy grads, Alex Lavella of Hilltop Pharmacy. Alex, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so since moving to Pittsburgh, I've been really fascinated by the many unique neighborhoods in the city and the people who reside in them. Can you tell the listeners about your pharmacy, Hilltop Pharmacy, and the community it's set in? Just give us a little bit of background. Uh, absolutely. So we are located in Allentown of Pittsburgh, not to be confused with the Allentown on the other side of the state. Uh, my customers will tell you so. Uh, we are a small independent pharmacy located maybe three minutes outside of the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, and within walking distance of multiple UPMC facilities. Um, our neighborhood is kind of nestled in the middle of a bustling city and a very, very upscale neighborhood. But the neighborhood itself is primarily composed of blue collar, low income uh, workers and people that have just been here forever. Um, most of my patients, besides living here currently, we're actually raised here as well. Thanks, Alex. So really a lot of longstanding, um, longstanding residents in that, that community. It's really a community within the city, it sounds sure. like. Yeah. So as a, a PPCN and CPSN USA member, member, Hilltop Pharmacy offers a number of enhanced services, including opioid crisis patient services, according to your website. Um, so as we're you know, in the middle of this opioid progression for Flip the Pharmacy, um, would like to really hear more about these services and what you're doing for your community. So we offer a number of services, uh, the first being for patients on short-term opioids, whether that be from surgery or a painful fall, we give out the bags that deactivate the pills for those that are not needed. Um, they're very simple to use and a lot of patients like having this option to take with them. Another service we offer is Narcan. We offer Narcan training on a variety of bases, whether it be one-on-one -on -one for family members or for businesses. 
Um, a lot of businesses in our neighborhood, because we are kind of in the center of what is the opioid crisis, would like a lot of their workers or their team members to have some training just in case they come across a situation or something does happen. Uh, and the last thing we really do do is offer a safe place for our neighborhood. Um, we pride ourselves on being judgment-free and a place where if you are at a low or you need help or need a service um, or connection, we offer that place to help get you somewhere safe and somewhere you need to be. That's amazing. That's a really large array of some very different services that your pharmacy offers outside of just filling prescriptions, of course, um, and sounds like very much, very much needed for that community. Yeah, I, I really do think um, partly why I love my job as much as I do and everything about it is I'm able not to just be the pharmacist behind the counter, that I'm able to have a relationship with a lot of these people and uh, they feel comfortable telling me things they may not feel comfortable telling a family member or telling uh, a physician because they know that at least I'm going to want to help them, but I'm not going to force them into help that they don't want. Yeah, that's amazing. So speaking of physicians, um, it sounds like your pharmacy, your team there really at Hilltop um, has some good relationships with other, with prescribers, other healthcare practitioners in the area. Can you speak about that? Uh, absolutely. So one of the biggest relationships we have is actually with uh, FQHC in our neighborhood. And in that FQHC, they have a couple of providers as well as a psychiatrist. They allow us to actually book appointments for our patients when they're in the store and things like that so that if they're a new patient or someone in need of sooner support, we can work on trying to get them a teleconference or a telecommunication or get them into an appointment sooner rather than later. Uh, we also have a couple other facilities in the area that are uh, quote unquote suboxone clinics. And these clinics uh, work closely with us to trying to find the best services for our patients, whether that be a patient who's previously on Suboxone and comes in pregnant and needs to be changed to Subutex, or a patient who is maybe taking more than they should or less than they should, and we get to work with them to try to find um, that happy medium. That's great. That's really amazing. And it sounds like, you know, um, your family fairly recently opened this pharmacy um, in the in the Allentown neighborhood. It really is like this little gem um, in this neighborhood. Um, but I imagine these services, you didn't start on day one. So how did you, how did these services evolve? How did you work, you know, collaboratively with other, you know, partners um, to meet the needs of your community? So this store has actually been here I think close to 100 years, but we just got into it maybe five years ago. Um, and when we bought the store, it wasn't in the best shape and neither was the neighborhood. There was a lot of abuse. There was a lot of uh, heroin going around. There was a lot of misprescribing happening. And as the years passed, there was nothing we could do to stop the prescribing or to stop the abuse but we could help educate. Um, so it started with, my dad is a huge, huge fan of Narcan, and actually I am as well, but it was one of the, we were one of the first stores to, to ask everybody who walked in our door, do you want a Narcan? And it wasn't always easy, and it wasn't the simplest thing. We were met with a lot of resistance from the neighborhood um, because 
the thought of offering a Narcan, sometimes people have this perception in their mind, well, you're giving the okay for an overdose, or you're saying it's fine to abuse drugs. And that's not the truth at all. Uh, addicts relapse quite frequently. Um, and people who don't mean to overdose, overdose. So offering the Narcan took a lot of education uh, within our neighborhood, just due to the fact that you have to reverse the thoughts that have been placed in their head or the feelings around it. It's a lot easier to explain to someone, well, what if your kid takes your medication, then what? Or what if, you for what if grandma forgot she took her second tablet that morning? So putting it in terms that people feel are okay or they think are okay is huge. Um, you know, a big one up here for us is explaining to kids what to do if their parent overdoses. Addiction is a nasty battle and it's never ever easy and it's never pretty. Um, and the last thing you wanna do is to leave a child without a parent or a family member. It's so much easier to say, you know, if mom doesn't look good or if she starts to turn blue or she's not responding to you, call 911 and, you know, put this up her nose and press the plunger. Telling somebody that, it fully changes their view because previously they were just an addict and they were just abusing a drug. And all of a sudden they're now a parent who's going to leave a child ch parentless or a brother who could lose a sister. It's not the perfect solution, but it's a great start to a conversation and about changing people's minds. Oh, absolutely. That stigma, we've you know been talking a lot about the stigma of opioid use and misuse. And, you know, it sounds like by providing this education on multiple levels, multifaceted to, you know, multiple individuals in a household, um, you know, it, it sounds like one by one, you know, you're working to reverse that stigma and help people really understand, you know, what the, what the concerns are. Yeah. I mean, the, the, saying that we kind of always come back to up here is you're never going to use a Narcan on yourself. And that's the honest to God truth. Um, you cannot Narcan yourself no matter how bad you'd probably want to try. But what we do is we explain what the good Samaritan role is and that if they give that to somebody else to use or say they don't want to admit they have a problem, uh, it's a lot easier to say, well, what if you gave this to your friend in case they had came across somebody or, you know, you know your neighbor has a problem. Well, what, what if you kept it on hand for your neighbor? It's a lot easier to tell them, just have it around in case. And that seems to make it a lot easier um, and a lot better for them, at least. Yeah, that's amazing. And just and getting it out into the community, um, even if, you know, it's, it's not even in the same household that it could be used. It's out into the community and people are educated about how to use it. That's amazing. Um, well, uh, Hilltop Pharmacy is one of our Flip the Pharmacy sites, and you're, one, you're the site champion um, for the Flip the Pharmacy program. Um, and this progression over the last five, going on six months, has been laser-focused on opioid patient support. You, your team already had a lot of these initiatives already in place, but um, how has the focus on opioid support over the last few months in the Flip the Pharmacy program and the change packages um, helped you grow or expand the services that you're already offering? Uh, it's definitely made us nail down what we were doing. Uh, prior to this, yes, we were offering Narcan out frequently, but were we really following up with the patients? Were we really making sure they went on to the next step to go get help, to go get treatment? Um, 
And with the Flip the Pharmacy, it's kind of allowed us to document how many of these interactions we've actually had. As you go through day to day, at least I know I do, I kind of forget uh, how many times I offer someone the same counseling or I offer someone the same option. But then all of a sudden we start recording and realizing that we are talking to a lot more people than we thought we were, um, that we're referring a lot more people than we thought we were. And it's been nice for us to be able to see that as well as say, all right, well, can we make up a sheet or can we make up a form of some sort that says, if you're struggling, these are who you can call. This is where you can go. This is the closest available clinic. Um, or safety things, like if you buy a bag of syringes, do you need alcohol pads? Do you need, have you had testing for hep C or HIV? Um, giving us reasons to ask these questions or a, at least a flow chart rather than kind of rambling from memory. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's, it's really much more than just about the medication therapy. You're really looking at other risks associated with opioid use and misuse as well. Um, and, and really amazing that you're, you have a process in place to not just identifying the problems, but referring them to treatment. Yeah. I, in, in my mind, there's no other way to, to fix this rather than th to help these people that are struggling get treatment. Um, you can tell them to change or you can tell them to do it themselves, but it, addiction is it's a horrible disease. You're not going to tell a diabetic to go change their diet without giving them a resource to help them change their diet. Um, same thing with high blood pressure. You're you know, not going to tell someone to go take their blood pressure every day without sitting and explaining them how to use a blood pressure cuff. Just a different disease state, but it's a little more hands-on. Yeah, absolutely. That, and it's, it is a disease and, and we all you know, are, are well aware of that. And it's really important to help patients understand um, to approach it that way. Um, you've clearly talked to a number, a large number of patients about <laughs> opioid use, about drug addiction and treatment. Um, can you share a success, like a patient success story or maybe a theme of stories um, that, you know, a trend perhaps um, that you've seen that really, you know, keep you going every day? Um, so I think for us, some of the bigger success stories are, you know, when you talk to someone for the first time, especially someone who's at the rock bottom, recently we had a woman come in, uh, she came in the store, she was at a methadone clinic, so not related to my pharmacy. She went to go buy a bag of syringes and was so flustered and upset with herself. She broke down at the counter and, you know, she had both of her kids with her. She had bags of groceries and just said she was a horrible mom and like, was a horrible person because she was doing this. And I came out from behind the counter and sat down with her and we talked about what were our options and what we could do because she flat out said, I really need help today. I just really need help. Uh, and we were actually able to get her connected with um, some services where a social worker came to her. She was able to talk to a counselor immediately. And I ended up talking to her a few days later uh, just to make sure she was okay and make sure she knew I hadn't forgotten about her. And she broke down crying saying, you know, you're just a pharmacist. This isn't your job. You're not supposed to care. And it really hurt my heart because this is our job. This is my community. These are my patients. I do care about them deeply and very, very much. Um, and if I can tell anybody anything, it's if you have an addict and you know they're an addict, give them a chance they will genuinely surprise you, especially with the changes they make. 
Um, we have another couple who were both addicted to heroin and they got pregnant on an accident. They ended up both going to a Suboxone clinic. He was clean in less than six months and she was now clean after having her baby. They were able to clean up their house, move to a new neighborhood, um, and they still keep in touch with us and give us tabs. I mean, she still sends me baby pictures. So showing people a little bit of kindness and not making them feel bad about a problem they're having can really, really go a very long way. That's, that's just really amazing. You know, the relationship that you're able to build with patients over this very, um, you know, very sensitive topic, um, but clearly an area where they need a lot of help. Um, and you, I, you know, I love the way that you describe coming out from behind the counter and sitting down with people, um, and, you know, just really listening to them and working with them to figure out what, what help they need. Um, again, not necessarily related to their medications though. The first woman <laughs> that you shared didn't, you know, was a stranger to your pharmacy, but I bet she keeps coming back. I bet she will never go to another pharmacy again after that experience. Um, and, and, you know, she'll, she'll, she trusts you. I, I think you, you clearly, you know, set the, you're going to change her mind about what a pharmacist does um, and how, how much a pharmacist can care. So just you're educating your community about a number of things, one patient at a time. Um, which is just really awesome. So I know that this is like, you know, these services, uh, implementing any new service is challenging. I think probably implementing opioid services, especially when you meet resistance in the community, um, is uh, provided extra challenges. Um, but what enabled your team to be successful? How do you stay motivated despite, you know, the increasing challenges that we're seeing in the pharmacy world? I think that we get those glimmers of hope and those, those positive success stories that come out of us asking a question that's uncomfortable. Um, and that's really what keeps us going. Being able to look and see and say and see these patients um, grow and beat their addiction is awesome for us. It may not be huge wins. It may be just them getting a job or making it even to work on time. But little things like that can make a huge difference in somebody's life and what, knowing that you were a part of that, whether it be as small as offering them a Narcan or even making a phone call can really impact how you feel about things. And especially in, like our community can impact community largely. Um, when we started this, we were met with some resistance, obviously from not just the community, but the business district we were in as well. And no one was sure that they wanted this style of pharmacy in, in their neighborhood. Because if you ask for Narcan and, and destigmatize the problem, do more of those quote unquote problem people show up? And the answer is no. There are lots of people with problems. They all come in different shapes, sizes, faces. Uh, it's just whether or not you can actually identify them and see them for more than their disease state. And over our years, we've developed and done more to be able to identify these people. Um, and it's really, really helped us. So when it comes to being met with resistance, just keep pushing. Um, it's not easy. It's not comfortable. Some of the businesses that gave us a hard time about Narcan when we started are actually the businesses now calling us to do their teaching. Um, because they realize that maybe this isn't what they thought it was. This is a different problem. Um, 
and it's not a, oh, they have a problem. It's a problem that our society needs to help fix. That's amazing. That's just really amazing how you're changing the minds of not just your patients, but the community members, business owners as well. Um, just really, really amazing the impact that you all are having. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm really proud of what we did and it, it's not just me alone. My, uh, my team has been really, really awesome and very supportive with taking on the projects I've asked. I know we've talked about, it, it wasn't easy when we first started to ask every person that walked in the door, do you want an Narcan? Because they assume that you are saying they have a problem. And after a few weeks of going at it and just saying it's store policy, I'm sorry, it's store policy. They got over it. And now we have people coming in that thank us for offering because we don't make them feel bad. We don't just single them out. It's just everybody. And that can be a big difference as well. Yeah, absolutely. And just making it, you know, part of your policy, like you said, um, people start to accept it for sure. So I think that I'm sure that you have inspired a number of pharmacists who are listening about um, expanding their own opioid support, opioid support services. Um, so what advice would you give them to either get started or to, to work to growing their services? Start small and make relationships. Um, and I know I feel like that's the answer for every pharmacy endeavor ever. <laughs> Um, but for us, our whole project really started with Narcan. Uh, we are fortunate that here in Pennsylvania, uh, Rachel Levine has signed the executive order letting anybody have Narcan. Um, our majority of my population is Medicaid and Medicare. It is free on Medicaid and Medicare, uh, like to a certain extent. So telling somebody that you can give them a free Narcan at no cost to them, it, it, you know, the five minutes it says to hang out in my store so I can fill it, it, it makes it easier to get them the Narcan. And if you explain, you know, it's free and it's easy, a lot of people aren't as afraid anymore. Um, so if you want to start a program or any services, the biggest advice I can give is start with a Narcan program. It's simple, it's easy, and it kind of gives you the opportunity to start meeting providers because all of a sudden providers notice, oh, wait, my patient already has a Narcan. Where'd you get it? Oh, how'd you get the Narcan? Or, you know, if they do have to report having to use it, a lot of times they'll just ask where it came from. Uh, so it's really helped us in being seen by our providers as an ally and not just the pharmacy down the street that sells syringes sometimes. Wow, that's amazing. The impact that the relationship indirectly that you're developing with physicians as well. So um, that's really great advice. So thank you for sharing that, Alex. Um, and thank you for your time uh, during this interview um, and to the entire team at Health Hop for taking a stand in the fight against opioid misuse and abuse. Um, we appreciate your sharing your story with us. Thank you. I'm happy to. And then to our listeners, keep tuning in to Beyond the SIG to hear more examples of community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit papharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's papharmacists.com forward slash podcast.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.